0: Hi there, my name is Afanaya and I am the founder of Ajia Biala an Igbo podcast and also an Igbo learner just like you. This episode will be wrapping up season two and in a very cool and unique way. This episode is a pre-recording where we discuss a particular Igbo cultural phenomenon, so to speak. And that is Wanda But this being the season finale, I just wanted to take a moment to just say a huge thanks to all of you for continuing to listen and learn with me. It means the world to me with over 70,000 plays and so much more. I am enormously grateful. And I would like to remind you, if you'd like to get more involved or contribute more to the podcast, please feel free to be a sponsor through Anchor for a monthly fee of anything. It could be a dollar, five dollars, 10, 20. You can help support us and keep this as a free resource. And also, if you're looking to really take your Igbo to the next level and actually practice how it's spoken in a guided and practical way, please do message us to learn more about our Conversation Exchange Program. You can do so either via Instagram at Igbo And while you're there, please do like and follow us, or you can do so by emailing us ebopodcast at gmail.com if you're listening through apple the podcast app please be sure to rate us and leave a comment it means so much to us and getting higher ratings is also super helpful also in this episode you will hear about an upcoming book that will be released about the colon nuts it is not currently released, but if you're interested in getting on the waiting list for it, please email us at ibopodcast.com and we can get your info to the author so you know firsthand when the book is out. Thank you again. And as we go into 2021, I pray for nothing but happiness and success for all of you. Chukuko unu, unguanu let's get into the
1: episode
0: Welcome to another episode of Abiala an Igbo podcast.
2: My name is Afenai, and I'm an Igbo learner just like you. And so this episode is going to be very different from anything else we've done so far. This episode, I have the opportunity of interviewing my uncle, who is also has been along on my Igbo learning journey from the very, very beginning about a topic that has to do with Ebo culture. So M-O-N-A, popularly known as M-O, Dr. N-A started life in Coal City, Enugu, Nigeria, but he now lives and thrives in New Jersey with his family. He holds a doctorate degree from the University of Southampton, England and the United Kingdom. He has taught various college courses at three universities in three continents. He has pioneered innovative programs for academic success of students. A widely traveled campus citizen, he is multilingual and an arduent across the curriculum scholar. He has authored many books and seminal documents of diverse interest, academic, cultural, fiction, and current affairs. He is the proponent of Aladimma, which works towards building an Igbo nation virtually and in the Southeast of Nigeria. His latest publication is titled The Culture of Kolonut, which would be available in mid-May of this year, 2020. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but actually, in the first introductory episode that I ever did of this podcast, I had a small excerpt from a book about Kola This is the author. This is who we have, the igbo linguist historian himself, Ndalo.
1: Oh, how no, go?
2: So today we're going to be talking about Wadiala. Did I pronounce that
1: correctly? Yes, that's correct. Wadiala. Yep. Okay.
2: I always get nervous about saying Allah like I feel like I my tone can be off sometimes. <laughs> okay. But yes. So for me, my experience of Wandiala was basically shaped from when I went back home in Nigeria and I visited my mom's village, which is actually pretty close to my dad's village. And I basically had one of my uncles there, like when I saw him, he was like, oh, you know, like he kind of hit me or tapped me, like, oh, bend down a little bit. You're supposed to greet me, like, no chie. Um, <laughs> And so I did it, but I didn't exactly understand exactly, like, what he meant. But I'm supposed to greet him, no chia or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later that someone explained to me that I am the wadiala of that place, like of my mom's place, and so there's a unique greeting that I give to people who are my, uh, or who I am their Wandiala, I think, (laughs) Um, and so I just found it so fascinating that there's like this specific way that we consider people being from their maternal home, especially since typically we think of it being so much of like, you know, you're from your father's place and you know, like, it's very much so like father family driven sometimes. Yep. So I wanted to learn and just pick your brain about like diala and what it is. And even like the et- um, etiology, I'm sorry, I can't speak today of the word and just learn as much as we can about this.
1: Okay. Okay, let's start from um, the practice okay. uh, before we get to the theology or etymology. Okay. Uh, in practice, Wadi um, Allah is noun like a panibo term used mm-hmm. by uh, the kindred of uh, a married woman, just like a mother in this case, to address mm-hmm. that, uh, the child of that woman, any child of that woman, male or female. To the maternal kindred, we range from your immediate family members of your mom to the extended family. And far beyond. For example, oh. a mm-hmm. person from Anambra State could address a child of a fellow Anambra woman married in Enugu State as "wadi mm-hmm. my niece or my nephew. So it doesn't have to be close by at all. It could be far. In oh. case, they're talking about the same village, mm-hmm. so it's never defined. You can call somebody from the same town, say your hometown mm-hmm. as your sister, but when you mm-hmm. come to the town. We know he's no longer that sister. You will call her when you he get to outside the town. Mm-hmm. So although it is not a panibol usage, the term has gained currency and applied mm-hmm. to more people far and then far beyond its origin. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's like the use of anyone, anyone we say. So we say ibu manya 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 as said uh, the term for any child of somebody you consider a sister, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be your uh, sister. It could be just from the same kindred. Okay. You have to respect all of them as your uh, naoche or noche. Okay. So they are your grandparents by that simple setup and that mm-hmm. social understanding.
2: OK. And you then to so-
1: Much the um, history of how we started,
2: but, May I ask a quick question?
1: Good.
2: The nauche. so we did actually learn in last season that that's something that you can use to call your grandpa or grandma, like Naoche.
1: But so for... Mm-hmm. Anybody from your mother's place mm-hmm. will take that Naoche as a title. Okay, okay. A woman from that kindred of your mom Automatically becomes your nurture. No okay. In fact, the person might be younger than you.
2: I was just about to ask that, so they don't even have to be an older person or anything.
1: Anybody at all in from your mother's kindred will demand that respect. Okay, wow. And yeah, so that's it's just symbolic. The person is um just asking, acting as your grandparent. Okay, you know, we don't we don't normally use the term uncle or aunt mm-hmm. when it comes to. School. The, uh, your mother's kindred is noche and noche. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So, as uh, so I was saying, um, the, the theology might not be very important as uh, the etymology. How did it come about? What does it mean? But for mm-hmm. you to understand the Igbo word,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is a complex or concatenated word, you must decouple it into its basic lexical items. So, need to understand it. For example, why mm-hmm. is what? A child, an right. issue, an offspring. Okay, that's mm-hmm. so. If you want to talk of grandchild, it's n-wa n-wa. So your grandfather, mm-hmm. your grandmother will regard you as n-wa n-wa, the son, mm-hmm. of my son or my own daughter. Okay, mm-hmm. but those in your mother's place regards you as a child, where? because you're the child of their daughter. So where do we get Didi from? D could mean master, uh, man, male, husband, all that. But MJCHRO gives a very good um, apt explanation. It's a term of courtesy in acknowledgement of the position of a senior member of a woman's lineage. So the eldest man in your mother's lineage is being addressed as D. The, and then she's D. The Allah, which means the son of the soul. Oh. So he's D. So... Allah. So uh, the son of this man who is their progenitor, who is their oldest, their paternal elder. So everybody claims you are the child of that man. Mm-hmm. In fact, in Delta say they call it your like, mm-hmm. the master elder.
3: Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait,
2: try to go D. <laughs> <laughs> So now I have a few questions. Okay. So I originally thought I thought that D came from the, um, the BD, like the to be verb. So like no. chand the child's being love of the land, but but no, gotta,
1: it's referring you gotta to take, like you're to take the D out. The D is referred to a D up by a Dio which is the man, the eldest man in that your mother's kindred. You are the okay. child of that man. Okay, okay so but the Allah is quite different. Of course, the reason why you hear Madani, because many igbo people use the term ala in different uh, contexts they might call it "anna," hani, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ifuna alo, and ale mm-hmm. okay in river state they use ale mm-hmm. so some people say wadi ale so that is just dialect okay. but the main word in central what we might call standard igbo is di ala that is okay. a child of the eldest man in your mother's kindred
2: okay and then another question that I have is, and when we did like the family episode, we learned that like the first son can be called O'bara. and then some of some people called um, the first son D-O'bara. Is that well, that same D coming it's, into play there?
1: Is the same thing in Delta
2: State.
1: Wow. Okay. use Di Oba. Okay. Delta. So that Di is the firstborn child. He's a master. He is um uh anything you can use it for it's like a, uh, 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 the eldest, the, the, mm-hmm. the master, the lord. I see. Even the D can mean someone like that, apart from husband and lord and everything. You can say it to somebody, Dani, you see, that means hello friend, hello mate. <laughs> oh, really?
3: <laughs> oh
1: wow. So what is like, a child born to a daughter of the kindred. Okay, wherever the wherever the father may come from. Okay. The name for a grandchild is Nwadi'ala, although we have, amongst all maternal relations, for anybody who is nearer, not just blood-related, but just from that kindred, that village, even that town, Mm -hmm. would regard you as Nwadi'ala. But if you come from the same town, of course, those from your father's area will not (laughs) Call <laughs> you Wadiala, they will. You are now being referred to as Ada. Okay. Because you have full citizen rights in that place. Okay. All right.
2: So then I, I guess that's a good segue into like one of my questions for you is what are the rights or what are the understandings or the specific things that a Wadiala are entitled to? Like, I personally feel that the fact that there's a way to distinguish them, like you being specifically a child from a woman from our place, shows that there's some type of regard to, you know, Wadi Oh, sorry, I like Englishized it just now. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. yes.
1: okay the, 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 I won't say special rights. You see, the question depends on what we mean by special. Okay. The Igbo are strictly patrilineal. Everybody. Okay bears his or her father's name all mm-hmm. across the Ibo land. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the fact is that you are accorded a permanent social acceptance in another's kindred. It's quite mm. special. We call it a, a right, per se. I, I call, mm-hmm. it, um, a okay? call it a privilege. Okay, it's a privilege. You have um, the privilege of belonging to your patrilineal setup, which is your father's lineage. That's why mm-hmm. you have all the full rights. And then on your mother's lineage, they still give you rights. Mm-hmm. They still give you some privileges, special accommodation when you get okay. there. I'll give you a very good example. Okay. If you're relating all soul apart, mm-hmm. Okonkwo killed someone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He has to f- flee for his life. We we'll call it Osondo. Yeah. He has to stay away from mm-hmm. his place for seven years. He had two us, right? Yeah. He didn't go to any of the in-laws. Guess where he went to? He went to Mbanta, where his mother came from. Mm -hmm. And they kept him for seven years with his family. They housed Mm -hmm. him. They gave him land to farm. And he lived there for seven years before he came back to Mm Morphia. So that's the kind of privilege you get from your maternal Mm -hmm. home. It's not a right. Remember, if you live with your mother's people, if you want to get married, they will not take anything from the suitors. They will send you back to your father's uh, place to go there and do the ceremony. You must. And if a man grows up in his mother's, village or kindred, when he wants to get married or set up his own family, they will quietly nudge him to go back to his umunna, which is the father's uh, place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they will do anything. They will house you, they will keep you, they will feed you, they will give you you anything that you need, all the privileges. So I won't call it right. They're just giving you some privileges. Where you have your rights, your special rights,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. is in are father's kindred.
2: Okay, I see. I see. That makes sense. And so, for example, is the idea of Mwandiala or and having these special, or having these privileges, is that practiced similarly throughout communities in Igbo land or can it be widely
1: different? The Igbo family is a complex and lifelong union of both the father's and the mother's lineages, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of the how they do it, the relationship is similar. Every Igbo child has two parents, the mother and the father, mm-hmm. and four grandparents, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Nenana, which is. of course you know this once, the nana is the father of the father, or paternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. Nene is the mother's father or maternal grandfather. Nenana mm-hmm is the father's mother or the paternal grandmother. Nene is mother's mother or maternal grandmother. So it's the same thing Mm -hmm. in uh, every Igbo community. So the concept Mm -hmm. of the maternal kindred giving you some social acceptance, full social acceptance in Igbo country is similar. Okay? Every child Mm -hmm. has a special place in the maternal kindred. Which is what we call. Ikunne. Of course, there is ikunna, where you are grounded as a son of the soul. So although the names are common are not common, some of the names are different, but they are the same thing. Okay. Every child is one grandchild. But in some localities we have dialects like Mwadiala, in fact, use okele. Okay, so these are all the terms they use, but the practice is the same. You get some big okay. respect. Yeah. Mother's kindred, especially if you relate to them as they regard you. Mm. In some you have to do what they call You go to the place and slaughter a goat for them, or if you have much money, you can make it a cow. <laughs> they won't say
3: no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just got to tell them, listen, I've arrived, and part of you, and all that. It's different. Nobody mm-hmm. may not do that. But they, we are still, every child is regarded with high respect in the mother's um, kindred.
2: And what did you say that event is called or that action?
1: Ibu Ewu Ibu Wadiyala.
2: Ibu, 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 yes. Okay. And then who calls, if you want to do that as Wadiyala, who decides that or how does that get started? How does that go about?
1: Very simple. That man they call D in that place is the Diaba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the man that is... The, every, every kindred, the eldest man has the power of a priest. Mm. Every firstborn in any kindred has the power of a priest.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: is the man that consecrates Kola cool nut
3: mm-hmm.
1: So when people say, oh, women do not know and all that, no, no, no. It's not even everybody that consecrates Kola cool nut In mm-hmm. every kindred, the eldest man so the eldest man decides how that goes. I mean, if he makes some mistakes, other people might correct him nicely, but he's the man that will officiate at mm-hmm. that ceremony.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That
2: makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I think there was another thing you said in Igbo, like ikuna
1: or something like that. Ikuna is kindred. Ikuna. Also means father's kindred, but okay. for father's kindred, we know most people do not use ukuna; mm-hmm. they use umunna.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Which
1: is the same word, okay,
2: okay, that makes sense. Okay, my next question for you is: What do you personally think the culture of Muadiala says about the Igbo woman, or the way Igbo people regard women and their role in the culture,
1: if anything? Oh, sure, a lot. It mm-hmm. shows that although the core Igbo society is patrilineal, mm-hmm. by that I mean you relate through your father, mm-hmm. a woman and her offspring are never, never totally dispossessed of her rights among her own kindred. Okay, mm-hmm. not only is she welcome to return whenever she feels like her mm-hmm. children, also are accorded the privileges of the children of the eldest male, the D or the D. Or mm-hmm. Okay, so it shows that the woman is still her own person. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the old days, I remember this my grandmother and my great grandmother didn't bear their husband's name, they still mm-hmm. retained their own name.
3: It's oh. the common
1: of and the white man that made women to change their names. Women didn't change their names. Wow, really? Like their last name? They my didn't. My grandmother is who cares. So, Eze is her father's name. Everybody knows her for that to this day. So, many other women, even my own mom, people call her her father's name. They didn't call her her husband's name. But when we we're in wow. the they, they call her Mrs. Ene because she's mm-hmm. married to certain Mr. Ene. Uh-huh. Apart from that, she answers her father's name. So, in England, really? that's... That tells you that you, the woman, you are not out from your patrilineage. And of course, you know they join what they call the Umuada society. And the Umuada yes. are a very, very powerful society. They come mm-hmm. to their father's house, their uh, kindred, they say things that will happen, they settle cases, and they decide on certain things and let, move on. So this land okay. setup tells the world that the woman is not gone, that she's always welcome. And her Mm -hmm. children will also have a special place in her own kindred. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Wow. Okay, so, okay, I have a lot of questions now. Because even what you just said about, like, basically women not necessarily having to take their husband's last name. But I feel like if you said that in... The current society, like right now, for example, if a man wants to marry me and I told him that I wanted, I would want to keep my own last name. It would be like a really big issue. Like it would be, like it would even be, you know, kind of associated with oh me being too
1: westernized or no, no. Then okay, let's take an example <laughs> from the Western world. Hillary never answered Clinton until Clinton ran for presidency. Do you know that?
3: No.
1: She She didn't answer Hillary Clinton. She always answered Hillary Rodman. Okay, Senator Klobuchar, that's not her husband's name. That's her maiden name. She's married. Many women Mm -hmm. here do not bear their husband's name. It's not Mm -hmm. because society cannot push you towards it. I know many people in our society, Igbo men, whose wives have got degrees in their maiden name, and they don't change. Mm -hmm. The only way they change is when they go to school they call you Mr. Whatever your children answer. Because the children in Igbo society must take their father's last name, right? Good. Mm-hmm. When you come there, okay. they call you Mrs. Whatever they are because you. they know you are their mother, okay? Mm-hmm. The only way you have problem, let me tell you this, is the only way you go to, say, motor vehicle, to change your husband's uh, uh, motor vehicle, particular registration, they will not allow you if you present your driver's license. You know why? Because yeah. even though we live in the same address with him, we do not bear his last name. <laughs> so that's a little I've seen. People don't mind mm-hmm. that. They can, you can answer me something because you, you don't go to school and your children are answering, uh, uh, okay, okay. And you come in mm-hmm. there and say, you're careful. <laughs> it is not, it is not. Some men, we say, oh, you have to change your name to my name. But they don't get it. They didn't understand. They didn't, nobody told them that in the old days, women did not change their father's name. That in Igbo wow. culture, we still say to this day, we Wow, yeah. And so he's on her father's name. Mm. Mm. It, 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 the, the colonial guys came in and brought the English law that compelled women to change their names to their husbands. Otherwise, what's the need? What are you doing with it? doesn't make you <laughs> different. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. if you love the name. You can change it. I don't mind. Just like you can even change your name when you are not married. Some people Mm -hmm. change to their father's middle name or even first name. I know people who are Ngozi Williams, Ngozi Jones, Ijoma uh, uh, Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. Ifunanya, but you just answer your father's name. So you can change it now. It doesn't matter. Then if you get married and you see change it to your husband, that's still okay. But in mm-hmm. Igbo culture, believe me, the rule is that everyone bears his or her father's name, period.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> because I'm still working on my Igbo, I'd like to try and say the idiom you kind of said.
1: Yep.
2: I think it was
1: Onyo Blaza. naya,
2: or naya. Blaza. naya.
1: Okay. Onyo Aha. Uh-huh. Naya.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. Naya.
1: Yes. You know where okay. you can use the proverb again? They use it as a proverb. For example, if you go out to with a group of friends and they say, ah, who is picking up the tab? So you could just put it in and say, you know what? You know what it means? It means everybody. <laughs> everybody... Pay for the... Yes, that's what it means. So it's a, it's, a, it's a proverb and it's also a statement that every mm-hmm. Igbo person relates What it shows is very simple. It means that you relate through your own father. So if you get married, your children will get that right Mm -hmm. as Madiala to come back to where you had all those rights, and also get some of the privileges of your coming from there.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I hope it makes some sense.
2: Yes, but with the with the tab thing, if someone says that to you, like in terms of picking up the tab, aren't they saying everybody should take care of themselves?
1: That's what it means, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. That's what it means. <laughs> so it, says, I mean, it happens, even among my friends. We go out to eat and then some people will drink a moet. some people will just take a, a, a bowl of stout, and when they bring the mm-hmm. beer and they want not able to it, split it and share it, no, that's not fair. <laughs> I mean you don't drink uh, a 75 dollar uh, um, bottle of uh, champagne and I I I drank a uh, uh, Stella 12 for 5 bucks and, and we then we share the bill. No no no, no. Uh, period. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I see, I see. So then another question that I wanted to ask you. So I recently learned that in some cultures like for example in Ohafia in Abia and I think it's called Afibo. Yeah. Mm, and um, They have, like, inheritance from their mother's side as well. And that's apparently unique to those cultures. So typically, I'm assuming the inheritance is typically just from your father's side. But these cultures have inheritance from both their mother and father's side. I'm not sure if that's actually, like... Accurate
1: what I'm saying in terms of. Yeah, yeah I what? Let's let's take out Afibo for Afibo from my okay. has that culture. Afibo, South Muslim and somewhere in the north, they have that culture because of their closeness to Hafia in Abia. Okay. Actually, those areas used to be in Abia as well. But anyway, that's okay. where the culture came from. But okay. first, there is no matriarchy in Ibo Nation. You know what I mean by that? There's no setup headed by a woman. Hmm. Patriarchy is what we have in the entire Igbo land. Mm-hmm. Ohofia and Ohubo, as they call it in, Af- uh, call in the old days, do have the Nwadiyala concept, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Same setup. Every Igbo person is grounded in the Umunna. Mm-hmm. Ohofia has a curious addition whereby the maternal, the maternal uncles train their nephews and nieces even while they are living with their own parents. Do you get that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, their own father trains the children of his own sisters, their cousins. Mm. How do you feel that your father is training somebody else and somebody else is training you? It, it doesn't work in this day. In an era of intra-communal marriages, mm. that may work. But in inter-communal marriage, for example, someone from Anambra, married someone from Nugu State. How do you go training those children and forget about your own children, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't work. In fact, the arrangement was because they wanted to address some gender issues, whereby women were not getting enough land to plant in their husband's places because they are not from there. So they were able to come back to their matrilineal place and get some land to plant. Remember, in those days, nobody owns land. Mm -hmm. Lands were owned as a communal Inheritance, communal project. So you can go to your father's house and they give you land with which you found. Mm -hmm. So what was there to inherit? Gold? What was there to get houses? Skyscrapers? Mm -hmm. Cars? No, nothing to inherit, but land. So it afforded Mm -hmm. some women the opportunity to get more land to plant, because they could go back to their father's place and get more land than they would get in their husband's place. Okay. The story of Orpheus is very interesting. I'll tell you this. There's some of a, a, a theology to it now, now that we're using the word. It says that a certain polygamist committed an abomination. You know, In those days, he was condemned to die. So he mm-hmm. pleaded with his wife to give up a child, to take his place so he could live. They refused. Mm-hmm. He asked his sister. The sister obliged. The man lived. So upon his death, he willed everything he had to his sister. Okay, nice story. Nice story. A very good story. But then we ask the question, where was the brother-in-law when the wife <laughs> offered their child for sacrifice? <laughs> meats, meats are what they are. Meats are just legends. Yeah. I believe in my own thoughts that it was built around giving a woman more opportunities to go back to have marit- marital inheritance and get something from there. Guess what? Mm-hmm. The children of the woman never comes to her place to live. They will always live with their woman. They will never go mm-hmm. back there where the woman come from to live. So what mm-hmm. is the need of your uncle training them and then not getting anything back and his own children are there or somebody mm-hmm. else to train them? It, it, it didn't work. So the whole thing is dying away you know, in If you tell any Ohofer man, you tell you it doesn't work. Okay, Uh, Mm -hmm. people, uh, these days, the bottom line is for the community to raise the child. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of the expression, Ohana So it takes both families to train a child, which you hear Mm -hmm. said as it takes a village to raise a child. Okay, Mm -hmm. so both paternal and maternal kindred chip in to raise a child. A rich Mm -hmm. maternal uncle could assume responsibility for the upkeep of his sister's family. Yes, we do it in Igbo land. A rich father-in-law who still settles her daughter with a decent dowry, buy her a car, buy her a house, and make sure she and her husband do not lack. A paternal uncle can take his help his nephew, Mm -hmm. his niece to achieve Mm -hmm. their dreams. So it takes a village in these days to raise a child. Therefore, there is no need to force a man who didn't have children to train them. Because you have this matrilineal um, uh, inheritance, it doesn't mm-hmm. work. It's um, I don't know why people are still keeping this al- uh, alive. Why people are still talking about it? It. <laughs> I think.
2: But... <laughs> I think it's just the idea of just hearing that there's a maternal inheritance, not really looking at the details of it. Because yes. I know for me, when I just heard a maternal inheritance, I was just like, "Oh wow, you you can get inheritance from your father and your mom."
1: <laughs> so there was you know, a- the, in, in Ghana. They have a they have it also. Have this special um, uh, maternal inheritance,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but in this modern age, it's no longer sustaining. But even in Ghana, you still bear mm-hmm. your father's name. You mm-hmm. are still situated. Within a patriarchy. There is no community <laughs> in Igbo land where matriarchy is the rule. That is where a woman is said to be the head of the family. I see. So you always relate to your father. So that's why the concept of Madiala is very universal in the Igbo nation, but in Ohofia and in Afibo, it's a little bit elevated to a <laughs> point where. Uh, they have uh, what you might call something closer to a right
3: mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm.
1: uh, kindred. Yes, that's what oh, it is. Oh, I see. Uh, I so see. remember, we're talking about maternal inheritance, not being mm-hmm. a part of your maternal kindred. Mm-hmm.
3: I see.
2: I do have a question about the Ebo that you said. You said, Oh, Hanesu
1: you know uh, oha you know, means the community nazu trains mm-hmm. raises the child
2: child
1: yes mm-hmm. child oha uh-huh. community nazu raises or trains child of course oh, as okay. you can see there is no um, article in igbo so we know where to put it but <laughs> it doesn't come out <laughs> as a distinct uh, word
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Ohan Nazo.
1: Nazo. When you say Nazo, you look like they are stealing the child now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember when we had Igbe uh, boom mother and Igbe Igbe boom mother. Remember? I said, uh, so it's um, Ohan Nazo.
2: Okay, oh, Ohan Yes. Wow. You commit, you Oh, wow. Lovely. So yeah, I love well, this was really, really r- insightful for learning more about Wadi Allah. <laughs> um, my last question for you on this particular topic, I think, <laughs> is what do you think for people like myself who were born and raised abroad but are very interested and in still, like, you know, propagating the culture and keeping it alive? how, which I feel like everyone should be, be there people born and raised in Eboland land or born and raised abroad. Um, what do you think is necessary to continue to keep this Wadiala culture going? And is there any aspects of it that you think we can do without or any things that we should add to it? So this is like a multi-folded kind of question.
1: You know, you know my, my grandfather had a saying, he said, listen, um, Whatever fruit germinates within a certain generation and is good, they should pluck it and eat it. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to do away with the concept of extended family. You see, family in Iboland is called Ezi na mm-hmm. so Those home and those outside home, but related by blood. Mm I don't see why anybody should throw it away. It's still functional. If something happens within your father's kindred, you go to an uncle from your mother's place and say, listen, I have a problem here. Could you help me sort it out? And they will tell you the best way to go. More is always better than less. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to throw it away. Because you are regarded highly when you go to your... um Would you want to just walk away and Turn it to yourself. Nobody lives alone. It mm-hmm. takes everybody to form a community. So why would you not relate to your mother's people? And mm-hmm. if you takes this kind of money and a concept to keep it going, I don't see anything bad with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're in a hurry to throw away things that we inherited. We don't, we don't want it again. We don't throw it away. I'll give you a good example we don't get the gist of Ibanku and we threw it away. But guess mm. what? People born abroad have helped to do what? To resurrect it and take it to the upper echelon. And I'm betting you that in the next five years, the next five years, church wedding will be secondary to Ibanku. And mm. I'll tell you why. It is only in Igbo culture that a woman decides in public who the husband is. It's only in Igbo culture. So Mm -hmm. it's talk about empowerment of women. The Igbo culture had empowered women a long time ago without Mm -hmm. knowing it, without Mm -hmm. knowing it. So this one, again, within this short time, we may not find out what it does or the benefits. But what I ask myself is this. What do you have to do by paying homage to your mother's people? Without your mom, you wouldn't be alive. Right. Without her people, she wouldn't be alive. Do you get it now? Mm-hmm. That you go there once in a while and show some respect, as well as go to your father's place, of course, and show some respect. What do you have to lose? It's like <laughs> college. Yeah. yeah get a um, dual uh, uh, counseling. Okay. Get from your department, and you get from freshman studies. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. It could be uh, 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 less. I think more is better. Definitely. Right now, we may not see it all, but in time to come, people will begin to say, oh, wait a minute. I read about this somewhere. I heard about this in a, in a podcast. I like could say, okay, let's. <laughs> so sometimes we don't know how far what we have said, what we have written, how far it will go to touch somebody's life and begin an entire. New
3: revolution. Right. Definitely.
1: I hope that makes sense because uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. I find um, even when the, 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 the Igbo coach, some of the things they want to drop down and kick out, you, you see people begin to use it. You see people begin to value Kulanot. You, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you see people on it on Amazon. You see Kulanot being affordable. And everybody offering it when you come to his house with a mm-hmm. glass of water or a glass of beer, if you can find one. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with those things. Yeah. And they're coming back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And our world is changing. We don't know how this thing is going to affect our lives. In our world right now mm-hmm. is changing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What happened last year? May never repeat itself. We may, look, mm-hmm. we may be looking for new ideas or new mm-hmm. ways of doing things. In the old days, relating through your father's kindred and your mother's kindred gives you a dual advantage.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like what I said, more is better than mm-hmm. So I don't see anybody who will not like... I mean, you are not forced. If you, if you don't ever go to your mother's place, Nobody is going to come asking you to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you go because you want to. And when you go there, they make you want to belong. But what yeah. they demand from you is they want to get that respect. Like, yeah. say, we gave your mother life, so we gave you life. So at least mm-hmm. you can do a little bow and say, hey, now, or now. <laughs> And and it's all in fun. It's not demanded. Nobody's going to beat you up if you don't do it. Right. But that's just the fun of it. And so,
2: is that... So, that was my experience of, like, doing a little bow and then he would tap me on one shoulder and then on another. Is that how generally it is? Like, you say noche and you bow and then you get some type of response? Or can that greeting vary?
1: the uh, horse uh, tail or the fan that he has or something. Okay, that's just respect. You know, the the world by culture do not show excessive, um, uh, uh, (laughs) for example, prostrating on the ground or um, or, or kneeling down on your knees. They don't do that. Mm -hmm. The little bow Mm -hmm. to your uh, 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 maternal kindred is something that people expect. You don't mm-hmm. do it in your father's house in your father's house. Everybody seems to be a member of homona. We're all there. Even mm-hmm. a, 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 you belong with your father in the homona kindred. When you mm-hmm. come to the meetings, you can always talk and say your mind. Mm-hmm. But with your maternal people, it is different. So that thing is just a little bit of respect. Mm-hmm. It's not demanded. It's just in. Um, it's a sign of uh, saying there anybody from your mother's kindred when they see you regard you as a child and regard themselves as old that's <laughs> why they, they take that note and then know mm-hmm. and try to act it yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. wow so then so you you did say that that bow is generalized like you you, you see that across Igbo
1: land yes yes okay. a, little, a little bow you see what they do it is that the older people they always sit down. They are always sitting down when you come to the house. I don't know if you <laughs> know, when they come, out, they they stand in a energy. Their... So for him to greet you properly, if you just bend a little bit, they uses his hand and touch you on the back, and that's it. Or okay. if he has a, a, a fan, he just touch you on the back. It's that, that, just very simple, very simple mm-hmm. uh, respect. But there's someone but... who stands taller than you, still wants you to bow. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> They don't get it. They just get that the bow is a sign of respect.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, just like in um, in, in English law, the, a, a man will always uh, lift his hat up on seeing uh, a lady, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, Libolan wouldn't do that. he's not mm-hmm. remove his hat for anybody. So, <laughs> so it, it's whatever works for a people, they do it. But when it becomes offensive. Of course, people don't want to move away from it. Right. You know, right. If I okay. okay, check this out. Before you see somebody, you shake hands, you pull hands, you do that, you hug. But in Igbo culture, remember what it is? You hit four, three on the back side, and mm-hmm. one on the front side. And, <laughs> the you and, shake. and guess what? It's gonna be the wave of the future. Mm-hmm. People don't have to be touching each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> so about all length. The so, people like, will just carry fans around. So you bring out your fan and you you knock it up and down. And that's what everybody will be doing. And that is how to do it.
3: <laughs>
1: um, It's all about... You have to see things within a context of the life living, mm-hmm. And also, in context of things might change. You see know what I mean? So everything... In every culture, as long as it works within that community, it should be preserved. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to throw it away? Because you don't like it? Because it's not like yours? Yeah. We you have to really be careful about this. It's not just about Igbo. Even with other Nigerian cultures, you, you you have to respect what they're doing. Like the Yoruba. I mean, even the, the, the telephone, they tend to frustrate on the ground. This is somebody who is uh, a thousand miles away. It works, it's not offensive to anybody. They're not asking you to do it, they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. That's how the way they learned. It. That's what it is. So, once in a while, we have to look at what we are doing mm-hmm. and see if it's offensive. Then we we tend to look at it, bright, change it. I right. think right. you have a good example. We used to have this idea of not accepting wins.
3: Mm-hmm
1: guess what? It's no longer there. Right. It's gone. Because the underlying thinking of a woman not being able to raise two children at once has been taken away. Mm -hmm. So you change. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the underlying factors that will stop somebody from relating with his maternal uncles and aunts? I don't see any. Mm -hmm. In fact, to this day in my own part of the country, if you want to marry a girl, you have to take certain things to her maternal people. It's demanded. You've got to go give them certain things that are demanded. They call, it's called a. a, 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 like. when, a girl, when a girl is getting married, the husband mm-hmm. to be, we have to take certain things, mostly drinks and yams and certain gifts, to the mother's kindred. Okay. okay. But these days, what do they do? They put in everything during the so that the person doesn't have to okay. go there. Uh, okay. Yes. So they include it in whatever they bring for it. So most of the things they bring during the is not just for the family of the girl. It's also for the mm-hmm. family of the mother. The girl's mother. The guess mother, exactly.
2: Yeah. So and I even girls, remember like, for example...
1: Mm -hmm.
2: when my um, grandmother was being buried, like we had to stop at her maternal home before we took her back to where she would
1: be buried. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, in Niboland today, they will not bury a woman without her family giving consent. Mm -hmm. They have to come see her inspect and do everything and give their go ahead. You said they have that, to do what? That was a big reason for that. I mean, that that's, we can go into that some other time. But the concept of a woman being from a particular kindred is very well respected. And that respect mm-hmm. is also passed on to her children as of course, when I say children, it's no longer, ala, it's now umudiala.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we say wadiyala. So we'll say, so we'll say one person and then two people or more is become umudiala. Okay. You get it? Okay. Yes, I do. Good.
2: And so is there anything that you would say that people like myself could physically do or or partake in to ensure Wadiyala or Umudiyala continues? Yeah, like sure. any practices or things?
1: Yeah, it doesn't require anything much. Whenever you go home, you, talk to the village. You, go, you don't have to go to the village. Even where you are here, if you have somebody from your mother's area, you relate to your mother very well. That person will claim you as Wadiyala. So sometimes just to reach out to the person, a hey, happy birthday, happy Father's Day, happy Mother's Day. That is how to sustain this relationship. Of course, when you go home, anytime you go home, you wrap up something, whatever it is, snuff, whatever bread, loaf of bread, and then pay a special visit to the eldest man in that com- even if it's not your grandfather, even if it's not your uncle. But the eldest man is your mother's kin. When you get there, okay. when people may be living outside, they're no longer in the village. And the old mm-hmm. man might not know you, but you say, "I right. am the daughter of this person." He say, "Oh, I know your dad." You da, 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 da. give him the present. You pray for you, and then wish you well. Tell you some stories about where your mom was a baby. You take it away and you're on your way. Okay. So, but sometimes especially males, when a man grows, you know, settled, has money, you might say, Listen, I'm gonna go to my mother's people and trick them for being there for us. Even Mm -hmm. if they didn't train you the identity for it's there. Okay. So this that's where a woman comes in. But remember, it's not universal. It's not even demanded. It's just somebody does to appreciate. You know, we 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 come a long way. If you if you sometimes think about yourself, you say, where did I come from? How did I get here? It took a village. Mm-hmm. It took somebody seeing your mom and the way when she was a baby and bringing her home. It takes somebody giving her a piece of wodala or it's a, <laughs> orange, or something, yeah. You don't know that. So it, it, that's, that's what this relationship does, is that it helps us to remember that no man is a forest. No woman is a forest. It took everyone to bring up your mom to where she was before your dad married her, Okay, he took everybody from that compound to bring her up. The same way, you, he takes everyone from your patriarchy and your father's people do not mean just those who are related to your father by blood. Could take those who are in New Jersey who just knew your dad and did something for you for whatever reason. And then wait one day, you have a child. And that child comes to New Jersey. And I say, hey, you know, I know your mom. I knew your mom was a baby. I am, You are not here. You are my <laughs> You see? So it doesn't have to do that. <laughs> be in New Jersey. Okay? Yeah. So that way, the person is claiming, uh, um, is injecting himself or herself into your history. Which the person... Uh, knows very well, okay, knew you were a baby, you you know, having all this coming out, doing this, doing that, that person could claim to be a sort of Nauche or Noche, and demands of your children that respect of being Nwadialla. It doesn't hurt anybody, and I think it's a very good culture to maintain. Wow.
2: Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this. And I'm really, really excited to learn more about it. I definitely have like tons of other topics that we have to arrange to talk about. Like the muada. I I have tons of questions about that and even burials and this Ibanquo. So we definitely have to try and do this
0: again. (laughs) And so I hope you all enjoyed this episode and found it incredibly informative and as enriching as I did. As always, I would always encourage you all to ask your parents or your aunts and uncles, grandparents, whoever is your source to your Igbo community, about how such concepts and things functions in your specific community. Also, at the time of the recording, Dr. Mo's book on colon was projected to be out by a particular date. It's not out yet, but I'll be sure to let you all know when it is available. And so as we end our episodes, ebosu ihenku iyo azakuwa naka Till next time,